Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. Today is the third Tuesday in 2021. Happy New Year. Happy birthday to Dr. Martin Luther King and congratulations to President Joe Biden. And so today I sandwich, I'm kind of sandwiched in between Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday along with our new president being sworn in tomorrow. And both, you know, are monumental occasions that should be celebrated. And remember, I'm going to keep saying Happy New Year because I'm expecting the great to happen in my life. And I hope you are as well. No matter what, it's, you know, it's not about what we see in the natural, but what we believe could be, what we believe could happen, what we believe God could open things just up for me in this year. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm holding on to it no matter what. Are you with me out there, Linus Queens? We got to hold on to God's unchanging hand and keep expecting the great. Amen. And so you know my prayer for my audience is one, that you will become residue free from your past and two, have a mindset of expectation of all that God can do for you in this year. Amen. So welcome to season two of the Lioness Queen podcast. Uh, You know, let's go ahead and get started in this third episode of season two. I can't believe um, we are about to approach a full year of the Lioness Queen podcast. And we just recently reached 4,000 downloads. Woohoo! To God be all the glory. And I want to thank you my audience so much for supporting the Linus Queen podcast. And if you haven't heard also, we are now available on Pandora. And so if you haven't already done so, please subscribe and also, you know, um, share this podcast with family and friends so that others can be encouraged and uplifted every week. So without further delay, let's get this party started. how we love starting out with a poem or a quote and I love supporting others creativity and I'm so honored to do so especially as it relates to poetry and I thought with today's episode it would be extremely appropriate 
to have a tribute to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King as uh, his birthday just passed and use one of his quotes, um, you know, especially with all of the race, racial tension that has transpired over these last few weeks in America. And so, you, as you know, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has so many quotes, right? He has had speeches and quotes and, and so many things that he has said. I would say that are paramount, that are insightful, that are eye-opening and life-changing all at the same time. And so it was actually challenging for me to choose a quote because he had so many, right? And there was so many different quotes and sayings that I could just talk about, you know. But the one that really stood out for me that I really wanted to kind of chime in on today, uh, this quote says, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Mm, mm, mm. Let me say that again. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. And so I truly believe this quote relates to Hebrews 11. And if you've ever read that chapter in Hebrews, it's all about faith. A five-letter word that has the ability to go beyond dimensions and create from nothing. We've discussed this concept before, but the level and magnitude of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s faith, it was immeasurable. It was unexplainable. It was almost supernatural in a sense where he believed beyond what he experienced. He believed beyond what he saw in the natural. And he, you know, he was one of the most influential figures in the U.S. civil rights movement and still one uh, today. You know, he's one of the most revered by all people all around the world. And so my question lies in, uh, you know, what, what, what was he eating? You know, what, what kind of Kool-Aid did he drink? What, what books did he read? What, who was in his friend circle? And, and what did his parents actually teach him to have such a great faith mindset? And it, it, it just makes one curious as to where did his creativity, that, that, that faith mindset come from? Where did his intellect, his wisdom come from? How, how did he know how to respond to hate by love? Where did his love for all people come from? And where did this great faith come from? And so all of these questions kind of popped up in my, my mind, right? And, and it probably has popped up in your head. Like when you think about this great man of valor who had a faith to take the first step without seeing the full staircase, to take the first step without knowing if danger was around, to take the first step without knowing if today would be his last day on earth to take the first step without knowing if there would be a day when justice would prevail to take the first step without knowing if black children and white children would be educated in the same classroom he believed in the staircase with barely even seeing 
the step. And so, as you already know, or if you don't, you know, he he came from a Christian household. His father and grandfather were Baptist preachers. They gave him a foundation of the word and, and what he should believe in. But as you know, even though our parents teach us something, doesn't necessarily mean that we'll grab hold onto it and run with it right and so his family it says his family was a he was a it was a tight-knit family and really you know strongly influenced his worldview especially from the lens of God's love no matter what the family was centered around love and always building uh, loving relationships as well you know he grew up as a preacher's kid but majority of the time, if you don't know, preacher's kids or PKs is what they call them, typically have a reputation of going against the grain, going against everything that they had been taught. And sadly, many PKs, uh, I would say, are spiritually attacked because of the work that their parents are doing for the kingdom, you know? And, and so they typically are the ones you know they're the first members of the church right when they're when 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 a when a, when a pastor or a preacher are, are, are starting their church the children are the first members you know so they hear about god 24 7 they hear about religion they hear about denomination they they hear about the church members and what's going on with the church members and the deacons and the ushers and, and, and all of these different boards they're, they're they're always going to church they're, they're sun up to sundown and what happens is the kids are spiritually attacked. And, and preachers' kids can easily stray away from how they were raised. But e eventually they do come back. But Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. truly believed in what he was taught. And he internalized all of the life lessons along with planting God's word in his heart to the point where he had learned how to to use God's word and apply God's word in a way that made him stand out. Now, another popular quote that he had that he said all the time is, "I've seen the promised land," which was a quote he he actually gave during a speech um, when he had to offer support to the sanitation workers who had received unfair treatment from their supervisors. And actually that speech happened on the eve of his assassination. Definitely the quote was what has been eerie for years because it, 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 it was if Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. knew something was brewing, as if he knew something was about to happen as if he knew he was about to die but not sure when nevertheless you know making that statement makes me actually makes me think about the children of Israel I've seen the promised land <laughs> and so I was I was I, I went to this imagination stage right and 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 I thought about if Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was one of the spies that that Moses sent out to the promised land to, to see the land I, I I'm curious what would have been Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s report 
And would he have debriefed the, the other spies first? Would, would he have preached to the other spies before they came back before the, the, the people? Would, would he have motivated the other spies to, to kind of shift their mindset in a way to have more of a faith mindset philosophy? You know, that, that guess what? Guess what, guys? You know what? We saw the giants, but it doesn't matter what we see because we've all, we already have the victory, but we have to just take that first step. And guess what? God will take care of the rest. Woo! That's <laughs> just my, I, I was just imagining, I was imagining this. And, and so I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would would have been the spokesperson for the spies because he had that power. He had that authority. He had that wisdom. He had that revelation knowledge in order to speak into people, but people to believe. And so whether the other spies truly felt 100% about what they saw and the giants that they saw, I'm pretty sure he would have said, I've seen the promised land. I have been to the mountaintop. I've seen the staircase in the supernatural. But we have some difficult days ahead. But even in the midst of what God, he's got us. And we will be able to conquer the land. It's not my will, but let God's will be done on earth. And so that's kind of what I believe what would have happened. See, what I said, well, this is what this is my thought process. I believe Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had what I call a stair, a staircase mindset. And as it relates to the quote, all you have to do is take that first step even if you cannot see the whole staircase he had a staircase mindset he he had never seen some things he had believed but he believed it anyway see that there are two parts to faith that this great man had one he believed in who God was which means he believed in God's character two he believed in God's promises which which meant he believed that God was a credible God. And in his short lifetime, short lifetime, I think that's that, that, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, we all want to live to be old. We all want long life. But the question is, what do you do with the life that God has given you in your time? What, what are you doing with your life? right now in this time that you have and so in his short time a short lifetime i got i got jumbled up because i i it, it, it appalls me that so 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 many people get, get older and have done nothing with their life but in his short lifetime reverend dr martin luther king had developed a staircase mindset that pushed him towards the future rather than holding on to the past. Yes, there were a lot of things we can learn from our past, but our past is gone. And now we we are in a new time, a new year, and a new season. He believed now is the time to take that step. Even when we can't see the full staircase, now is the time to take that step for change. Now is the time, and I believe God is still declaring those same words. Now is the time to keep moving forward for change. There, 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 there is, is a popular quote that says, when you don't learn from your past, then you repeat it. 
Definitely with the homegrown terrorists that evolved earlier this month, it made many feel as if we were repeating our past. Definitely with, with George Floyd and, and, and Breonna Taylor, those incidences and others, it, it would seem as if we are repeating our past. And, 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 and it made people, many people, not everyone, people question, where is God? Definitely also with all the racial profiling in the world, especially with our young our young black and brown men, it would appear that God has forgotten about his black and brown people, but I beg to differ. I believe we are not where we were and we are not where we need to be, but progress has been made since that I am dream speech. Change has been made because if change hadn't been made, <laughs> we wouldn't have all these these fabulous, phenomenal female African-American mayors in the land. We wouldn't have had former President Barack Obama take office twice, not once, but twice. And we would not have Vice President Kamala Harris in the White House today. So yes, we're not where we were. We're not where we should be, but progress has been made. And so, yes, we've made some progress, but we we do know that more work needs to be done. It comes to changing policies when it comes. Let me say let me say that when it comes to changing policies and laws and legislations and even traditions, it all starts from one point, from one place. And that is changing one's mindset. Sometimes people do things just because it was tradition. Sometimes people do things just because it was what their mama or their daddy taught them. Sometimes people do it just because this is how it's always been done. But the question always lies in, does it reflect the will of God? Progress has been made, but there there is more that needs to change, especially as it relates to our mindsets in a way that reflects God's image with love. As we as we celebrate the life and legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., many have made conscious decisions to devote his birthday to serving others, helping others, creating change for others. Being my big brother and my sister's keeper, many have decided to even serve on the holiday, but I believe more needs to be done and more needs to be done as it relates to changing your mindset. We we, we have a mindset to serve who wants to be served. We have a mindset to love who wants to be loved. We have a mindset to help uh, uh, people who, who need our help. But on the flip side of that coin, we haven't arrived fully with that staircase mindset of loving others who are unlovable, giving to others who we feel are undeserving, believing in equality when racial profiling seems to be increasing, standing for justice when when, when justice doesn't seem to be on the colored side of the fence, helping others who despitefully abuse and use us and seeing a promised land that we have never had the opportunity to step our foot on. This is what you call a staircase mindset. 
this is a place of stretching that is founded on three virtues, faith, hope, and love. And I truly believe this, this is what Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood for. He stood for faith. He stood for hope. And he stood for love because he believed in the character of who God is. He believed in, in, in that God is a credible God and he can do things beyond my scope of what I, I've experienced and what I've seen. This is why he wasn't liked and, and he wasn't favored because he had a, a staircase mindset so powerful that made others believe in the unthinkable, made others believe in the unimaginable, made others believe in the unbelievable. That mindset really helped people, brown and black people, shift their mindset to believe in who God was and what he could do for them, which is why outsiders felt threatened. They felt threatened because he dared people to dream. He dared people to have hope. And he dared people to believe that God cared for them. He dared people to trust that God's promises are still yea and amen. He dared people to believe that if they had a, a mustard seed-like faith, that God would elevate them to the mountaintop if they only believed. If you think about it, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King had a faith similar to Noah. You know, Noah also experienced opposition because he was different from his neighbors. God commanded him to build a huge boat in the middle of dry land. And, and although God's command seemed foolish, Noah still obeyed. Noah's obedience made him appear strange to his neighbors just as, as, as the new beliefs of a Jewish Christians undoubtedly made them stand out. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King stood out because he followed what God instructed him to do. Although he was placed in prison 30 times, he still obeyed God and followed what he instructed him to do, even defied the odds, even went against the status quo, even went against the norm, and he went against history. Reverend Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't trying to flow with history. History hadn't included him. History hadn't included people that looked like him. He was trying to create a new story based on godly principles, based on faith, hope, and love, and the new things God was doing in that time and in that season for his people. He was creating a staircase story that was built on those three virtues, faith, hope, and love. He believed. He believed in the word of God so much. He believed in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. He believed that the naysayers didn't fully grasp what he was doing. They didn't fully grasp that he was following Jesus's virtues. It supersedes anything in the natural. This is always how Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. responded with, with those three virtues in the forefront of how he perceived things that were happening during that time. And this is how God wants you to perceive and respond well, with what is going on now through the filter of those three virtues. The problem is we are too distracted on what the haters and naysayers are doing more than on what God is doing in the now. Do you believe that God is doing something in the now? 
Do you believe he's even doing something in the now in your life? And so you have to remember, as you obey God, don't don't be surprised. Hear me now. Don't be surprised if others regard you as different. Your obedience makes their disobedience stand out, which is one of the reasons why we saw that riot uh, uh, two weeks ago. Because their disobedience stood out. Their disobedience was exposed to the world publicly. And many things had been done in private for years, but sometimes God has to expose things publicly. Remember, if God asks you to do something, he will give you the necessary strength to carry it out. Whatever it is. This is what happened to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. God gave him the strength, the tenacity, the resilience, the courage, right? To be this iconic civil rights leader he needed to be in that time, in those years and in those seasons. But God is calling on the next generation of people to continue to show and respond with those three virtues, faith, hope, and love. I think I think we've we've gotten to the point where we serve, you know, and we've gotten used to serving and helping on, on, on the King holiday, right? But that 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 right there, it just isn't enough. I think we need to go a little deeper than just service. And that involves changing our mindset as it relates to one of the virtues. And that's the greatest virtue, and that is love. I believe the hardest, this this is really the hardest virtue at this point in time is loving our neighbors as ourselves, which is which is explained in Mark 12, 31. When, when you are a believer and you saw, let's go back to those two weeks, right? Let's go back. As a believer, and you saw the, 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 the hateful protests in the Capitol two weeks ago, many hearts bled of how, like, I mean, the audacity, the nerve, the disrespect. How, how could this happen in our land? This, this doesn't happen in America. This happens in third world countries. How could this happen to our democracy? How could this happen in America? How can a president do that? But, but, but the people who started the chaos were, were fellow Americans who were born and raised in America, you, you know, and, and as you were watching TV live, because that's, we all were watching it live, right? You, you really were not thinking positive. You, you, you really were not thinking about responding in love towards that gang or even towards the president. You, you, you weren't even thinking about praying for the president or even praying for those people. It was more of a judgmental perspective than responding with love. And majority of the people were thinking about, you know, the audacity, the disrespect. How in the world did that gang of terrorists born here get away with that kind of violence and not be shot and killed? Like, how how, how does that happen? Because oftentimes black and brown people get shot for no reason. So, so, so a lot of people had that, that mindset. And so it, it doesn't seem possible or plausible that the mindset from our past still exists. But guess what, y'all? Evil always exists. 
We, we shouldn't be thrown off by evil. We shouldn't be thrown off by evil acts because the enemy is always on his job. The question is, are you on yours? But it, Because it's all about how we respond in our mindset. And so my challenge for you today is to learn how to love all your neighbors as as yourself. This this is the staircase mindset that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King had. In spite of the hate, in spite of the negativity, you know, he always responded with those three virtues, faith, hope, and love. I think people... People genuinely like helping others, but when you're asking someone to love people who are difficult to love, then that's kind of where it crosses the line. That's kind of where it gets uncomfortable. That is kind of where it gets unfamiliar. You want me to love the person who hurt me. You want me to love the person who rejected me. You want me to love the person who desecrated my name. You want me to love the person who stabbed me in the back. You want me to love the person who abused and molested me. You want me to love the person who stole something that belonged to me. You asking me to love the person who killed someone I love seems morally not right. But in a nutshell, that is what Jesus did every day while on this earth. He always responded in love no matter what. I know this this is this is definitely a stretching for all of us. It goes against the grain. It goes against what seems natural, right? It, it, it just goes against a lot of different emotions and feelings. But this is the staircase mindset that Jesus had. And Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King definitely tried his best to model it for us. When we change our mindset to respond in love, then we will see the change. It, it, it is not what they do to change the world. It is how we respond to the change in love. The change agent has always been God's love and will always be God's love. And so if you think about it, 53 years have passed since Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. And, and, and he still is changing the mindsets of others even today. Although he died without receiving all that God had promised, he never lost sight of the staircase and what it would mean for people of color. This this is the legacy that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was trying to pass down at his young age. There is a staircase even if we don't see it in our lifetime. Even if you don't see it, in your lifetime. And he said that in his speech, even if I don't see it, there is a promised land. But we must keep believing that a change will come. It is not about what others do to you, but how you respond by reflecting God's three virtues and how you respond in a way that change happens through the promises of God, not by works of righteousness carry on his staircase mindset that legacy and a change will come it is all about what we believe it is all about believing in the staircase and taking that first step and how we do that 
is by how we respond through faith, hope, and love. And when you respond in that way, you will definitely see a move of God like never before. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place. As the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.